Welcome to the Maker Mindset Podcast. Join your host, Mike Rubini, as he shares his journey into building and launching profitable SaaS products. Get ready to learn from Mike and his guests as they share struggles, successes, best practices, and case studies. Introducing the host of the Maker Mindset Podcast, Mike Rubini. Hello, and welcome to this new episode of the Maker Mindset Podcast. This is Mike Rubini, and if you don't know me, I'm a jazz musician who builds software products. I build them with a small team without any kind of investment. Usually, on this podcast, I fly alone and I share my learnings into this journey, but today we have something different. I decided to restream a YouTube interview I did almost over two years ago. I was invited by my friend and fellow entrepreneur, Doc Williams. The stream is over an hour long and the topic is how to become a full-time creator. In it, I share some of the best strategies I employ to build and market software products and some bold views of the world. Hope you enjoy it. Take it over, Doc. A few moments. Okay, good. We're showing up everywhere. All right, everybody. Welcome, everyone. It's great to see you. Today is another great episode with Build With Me. We have a special guest star in the house. But before we begin, we're going to make sure that you know what, what's going to happen in this episode. We're going to be talking about how you can create, how you can become a full-time creator. So let's begin. Again, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Remember, let us know where you're watching this from. If you're in the UK, Australia, if you're parts of the United States, just let us know where you're, where you're watching from. And again, we have a special guest starring appearance today. Yes, we have someone very special here. <laughs> and we'd like to introduce Mike. Mike, hey. how are we doing today? Hey, Doc. Uh, thank you for having me. You, you've got all the tricks there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I actually got the, the first shot for, for COVID uh, two days ago. So now, I've, you know, getting better. Good, 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 good. I'm glad, glad you're getting the first shot. I'm glad that you're feeling better for sure. So yeah. um, as people are coming in and, uh, and asking questions, oh, man, people are already coming in with this. Hey, Keisha, thank you so much for being here. It's uh, it's great to see you in the audience. And remember, in the comments section down below, let us know what you're working on as well. Um, that, that's really good. So thank you for being here, Keisha, and being in the in attendance. Let us know what you're working on. So um, what we're going to do is I, I want to hear, Mike, tell me, tell the good people a little bit about yourself, what you yep. do. And this would be awesome. And of course, uh, some in the audience might have more questions for you, but I would love to know more about you and uh, what you do. Of course, of course, feel free to ask any questions. So for uh, for me, like what I do, so I run mainly SaaS products. I have about eight of them now, actually nine, because I, I, I've just launched another one. Um, and five of those are profitable. And I bring them to market, and I, you know, build them without um, a CS degree. So uh, I'm actually a jazz musician by by trade. That that's what I studied, and uh, my background is in jazz music. And I also do that with, without a team and without an investment. So I bootstrap, like purely. 
So I, I don't take any uh, external investments, but also internal investments, meaning I don't put any money into the business. That, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. So, I, yeah. and this is awesome to talk with you because a lot of people, especially in our audience, they feel like they need to go to VC uh, investment. Yeah, they yeah. have to do all these things. And you're running all of these. And correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, you're running all of them by yourself at this time? Yes, exactly. I make about, uh, as I said, five of, five of the SaaS are profitable. I also run um, a consulting business and I also run a course that I sell and I also run a productized service uh, all by myself as well. But uh, the five uh, SaaS that are profitable uh, are making you know, around 100,000 a year right now. Um, yeah, so that's around 8K MRR. Um, yeah, that's total. So out of the five, so total. each one is like two k something like that. No, actually, you can go to uh, brain. Ruby. Solutions uh, because I build in the open, so I like I'm big transparency, and I share all the numbers and all the app with everything. So you you can actually click on check out more data there, as well. It will go to the thing. Um, it's a platform that I build. Um, essentially for this, so to share all my numbers and all, all that I do. And actually we'll tell you, so the SAS alone, it's like 8,034 MRR. And then if you go down, you will actually see the details. So each one, yeah, there, there you go. Here are the five that are making money. And um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the one that is, uh, you know, bringing the most is Grouply uh, at about uh, $4,600 per month. And then we have, I think, Trendly and then all the others. That's awesome. Yes. I love this. I love this. This is great, especially yep. for ones that are thinking about doing this. This is, I love how transparent you are. And I think this will help yes. a lot of people. Oh, it's, man. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, I think, because like, I have people trying to copy me like one one day and uh, and the other. Uh, but uh, I, I, I do like to share because I, first of all, like my real customers, like my real investors are my customers. So I want to share like what I do with them. Um, but also I want to inspire other people. And, you know, what, what we do is it can feel like magic, right? Sometimes because you go from not having anything, like a thing that is not there to having a thing. So it can feel like magic sometimes and so like you want to also it, it like it's it's good to also show that it takes hard work to do this so um you know that that's all the reasons why i do it but actually if, if you go up uh, you will see average tasks per day uh, a little bit down please um yeah like there you will see average tasks per day if you go view all you will see all the tasks that i do day by day um yeah so for example today it's just downgrade customer uh, but if you go, uh, for example, yesterday, we'll see other other tasks that I did. Um, yeah, so you can see day by day what I do. I mean, what I complete, not what I do. Sometimes a task takes uh, hours. But yeah. Wow, 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 wow. This is this is really good. Um, well, this is. <laughs> This is really transparent. I'm going to be honest with you. 
think I've I've seen. Um, I usually see like normally um, a you know how much you're making. I I honestly yeah. I don't think I've ever seen someone show the tasks and and uh, right. and have it right there on average. That's yeah, that's pretty also crazy. like uh, different projects. And so if you go on the right, like what's Mike working on, you'll see everything that I'm working on currently on the different projects. And uh, yeah, it helps also with prioritization, prioritization because uh, obviously I'm working on different stuff, so I can work on like I could choose to work from like 50 tasks to do, so <laughs> I have to prioritize. Um, but yeah, it uh, it helps me as well. That's also why I do it. That's um, great. And then also, like, there's a private uh, section with forecasting and all of that. And uh, also there's a section for my health. So I also keep track of that in here. Um, wow. And then, yeah. And you also have the next payouts and all of that. Yeah, I don't see anyone doing this. Uh, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's great. I, I love it. I love it. Now, what's pretty interesting as well... Um, and, and Keisha was wondering about this, and uh, there's a couple in that I want to ask you. Now, do you have any aspirations to actually get funding, or do you just want to bootstrap it so you can have full control? What's your What's your goal? So I don't like having bosses, so I don't like having investors. That's the like the answer there. Uh, so yeah, I don't plan to to get funding. And um, I mean, I not that I hate funding; it's good. But you know, there are other forms of funding that uh, I think are better right nowadays. So, for example, you have, you know, pipe, for example. Um, although it's like the layer, like the barrier of entry there is is too high uh, right now. But I think with time, you know, um, it will 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 come down. And uh, so there are, there are, if you don't know, Pipe is like uh, trying to, uh, it's pipe.com is the site. They are basically trying to have MRR as an asset class. So they are, like how it works, you can sell them your contracts, like your monthly contracts with customers. And they will give you like 10 months or 11 months up front. Uh, so it's like you can transform your MRR into ARR. And so that helps with cash flow. Um, I, I'm not doing this, but I, I like the idea uh, because mm -hmm. right, right now it's only available for, I think, businesses doing 100k a month, something like that. Uh, but I think it will come down. Um, but it's, as funding, I don't like the idea because it's also very, it's, it's very access, accessible in a way because like people, you know, the first thing they do, is, as you said, is like, go get funding, which is you know, if, if you are building robots, okay, but for what I do, you know, you, you can you can go pretty far by yourself, I think. And, and then the other thing is that the funding is, you know, is, is celebrated a lot. And I think that's hilarious because, like, you are celebrating that. Uh, and then people say, you know, you're just, it's good that, bad that, whatever. I think all that is that, so all that is bad. In a way, and I don't like being in depth with other people, um, and uh, yeah, that's that's why. Also, I don't do. And and the other thing is, bootstrap business are celebrated far far less than, like, you know, this this person is racing around. Like all the news are about that. Uh, there's no news of, 
you know this this person is actually is actually bootstrapping and and uh, and well. You know very I mean? true very true yeah um it, yeah it's not even you see when people are getting acquired you see when people are raising a certain amount uh they don't celebrate bootstrap like i've hit this mmr that you don't yeah, see nobody that talks about that yeah um and this is why i love this is why i reached out because number one um actually i'm um i'm a subscriber for trendly and i think it's awesome and um it's just there's so many layers and I'll talk about why I love it so much in a little bit. But I, I wanted to talk to you because I wanted to reverse engineer for a moment with ones that are starting that that first SaaS product or that first, um, you know, they want to go into SaaS. Um, can we first talk about what you needed to learn? Because you said you're not you didn't go to school for this, right? No, I didn't. No. So um, I, yeah. I'm, I'm um, a big proponent of learning how to code like i'm a yes code guy no no code here um but uh you know because because even if you don't even if you don't end up programming yourself which is absolutely fine it, it's still uh you know why widen your your vision you know it, it amplifies your vision and 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 your ability to understand the reality i think uh so like do a programming course like you you have a lot of them for me i started back in the day in well c c c plus plus and then my like my go-to language for a lot for a lot of years has, has been Perl, which nobody knows now but uh Perl was actually a good programming language the only thing was that um you know it used common graphing interfaces cgi uh for for the web and that was awful so I then switched to PHP, um, and I basically learned by doing. So I did a lot, and then I was, when I was younger, I was in, in uh, the IRC chat a lot, in the official like official Perl channel, and um, yeah, they, they, I was fortunate because there were there were also people contributing to like the main code of Perl, and so they knew a lot about the language, and they helped me. But I. I never, like I always hated doing the uh, exercises, like do like build a calculator type of stuff. I I, I hate that, and um, yeah, I, I always loved the socket side of things, so like the remote connection side of things, so like interfacing with websites and things like that. And yeah, when I was younger, I did a lot of damage there as well, with the you know all the things that you do when you are younger, so like error files, remote file inclusions, cross-site scripting and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, entering the school website and things like that. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun though. I, I was always curious about it. And um, I also think there was a correlation between music and code. Um, but yeah, so that's what I advise people. And then obviously if you can code and if you can market, you know, do, you have a superpower, my friend, because you can merge the two and you can basically I don't want to say you are a god but you know you can basically build a product and market so like and bring clients yeah you know it's a, it's an awesome position to be in so yeah I would start there but the thing is also once once you know these things this type of stuff then you need to know yourself which you do I think by coding like by, by building 
Um, and so, for example, I discovered things about, about myself, uh, you know, by, by, by building. So I discovered that, uh, you know, I'm a starter. I'm not really a grower. So I like to start things. I don't like to grow them necessarily. Uh, you know, I like, I like data collection a lot. All of my products are about around that idea. Um, so yeah, it, but you, you only know that if you do a lot of stuff, so you need to do, and that's the other thing you need to do more than you like watch stuff or you consume stuff in a way, like Cause build building for me is an act of, um, loneliness. Like it's, it's an act of isolation. It's like being a monk and, um, and so, yeah, you, you need to isolate yourself from the inputs because we have a lot of them, a lot of inputs nowadays. Um, and the pitfall could be, you know, learning just for the sake of, like learning is the new entertainment in a way. And so like you need to isolate yourself from that and only learn if you actually need, have a need for the thing. And the rest of the time you just do. Um, first of all, I love this. This is just knowledge bombs. People are loving this. I want to tell you a few things from the chat. First of all, Rick, yeah, thank well. you so much for watching. Uh, Rick is talking about, I agree, the less bosses, the better. <laughs> so what you were saying before. Um, and then also, Keisha was talking about, this is encouraging to me. I used to be a drummer. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, so she loves this. And uh, the question is, are you marketing for free or are you using paid ads to get the attention when you're, when you're building these SaaS products? No, I don't, I don't uh, do any paid advertising. So I usually do things that do not scale. So like program set. And um, that's actually, you know, a strategic move more than anything. Of course, not doing paid advertising helps with cash flow, which, um, you know, it is essential in a bootstrap business. Um, but also helps because usually, uh, you know, by doing, by doing all myself, I have one competitive edge, which is I can be fast. And by being fast, it means that you can, um, you know, roll out and roll back features very fast. And, um, and that's a competitive ad edge against, you know, um, competitors, which are usually more, you know, have more resources than me in terms of money to spend people and they can acquire like the target market. I don't usually uh, do that. Um, and so I do things that they do not necessarily do. They, they don't necessarily do uh, because they are too time consuming. Uh, because for them it's like, okay, I can just you know run this ad and acquire a thousand people. For me, it's like more uh, commenting on posts um, and find alternative strategies where I can have uh, you know uh, um, I can have a channel that's all for me in a way. And um, sometimes you don't have to do marketing at all, um, especially if you do integration marketing. Um, so like I, I build in two main ways. Uh, one is via negativa. So like, uh, by subtracting features from, from products. So I think that's very powerful cause, um, like the, 
the reasoning behind it is that we tend to go back to what we know and what we like the most. So for example, if you are a developer, if you encounter a marketing problem, you most likely reply with a dev solution, uh, which means that, and that's true for me, which means that my products usually have lots of features. And so um, I subscribe to the job to be done framework and I actually I stress it a lot a lot more and I say that uh, a user hires the product just to do one thing <laughs> and uh, and so I try to basically subtract all the other things that are not necessarily for the core of the product and my question is where I can put this feature um, so that that feature becomes a core and so for example this product that you are seeing now use card used to have a trend feature. Um, and the core for CART is actually uh, monitoring sales of Shopify store. And so the trend feature, while, while it was uh, good, uh, it was not essential to it. Because actually, when you have a lot of features, you, um, you, know, you, you, you go, mm, basically, your, your unique value proposition is not as strong as if you have just one feature. And so I, I took that feature, the trend, trend tracking, and I put it in another context, which is now Trendly. And now the core of Trendly is actually discovering rising trends or monitoring trends. And now it can serve other markets. It can serve not only e-commerce, but it can serve investors, it can serve SEO people, and so on and so forth. So that's the first way that I built with and the second way, way is actually integration marketing which is what I was talking about uh, not doing um, marketing <laughs> and um, for integration marketing like a lot of people um, think about marketplaces because like uh, the, like the primary example of integration marketing is okay you have an e-commerce app you go integrate with Shopify you go integrate with Magento you can integrate with e uh, WooCommerce. Why? Because integration marketing is all about finding the win-win relationships between you and the other party, uh, where all the parties involved are, um, you know, are excited about promoting each other. So, like when you go integrate, for example, Cart with Shopify, uh, you do this thing, uh, and, and and Shopify has all the like it wants you because it wants to uh, have the Shopify users on, on the Shopify ecosystem, so they don't want to, to go elsewhere. Um, and also it wants you to use Shopify payments, not Stripe, you know, all these things. And obviously, you as a, as a builder, you want to be on Shopify because, um, you know, obviously Shopify has all the clients that you want as, as merchants, you know. So that's usually how it works. I don't do that necessarily, but I do another thing. Um, I integrate, like I expand integration marketing with people. Um, so I believe that you can do integration marketing with everyone that has an audience. So I do it with like course creators. I want to do it with podcast creators. Why? Because usually how it goes, like I, I buy a, a course and then I try to 
come up with a SaaS solution for that course, and then I integrate with them. Meaning, uh, you know, they have all the advantages because obviously they want the additional revenue stream from from the SaaS that you create for them, uh, but also they want to help their students, uh, you know, with the particular problem. So that's you know why they want you, and you want them because you now have. Um, uh, you know, a monopoly over an acquisition channel, which is the students of the course. And uh, it's actually far better than the other place, the marketplace, marketplaces play, um, because, you know, it's far not likely that the course creator will, will go with another SaaS solution. So in a way you have this privilege, um, you know, you put a flag in there and say, you know, this is my acquisition channel now. Um, mm. So yeah, that's the way that I do stuff. Mike, before we go on, I, I would like to highlight, if you're watching this, hold on a second, we got to change positions for a second. If anyone's, if you're watching this in the chat, listen to what Mike just told you right there. Um, I loved, and I want to repeat back to make sure I've got everything that you just said, Mike. Yeah, go ahead. So you are, first of all, already looking at something that you're interested. You're taking a course because you're interested in that facet. Is that correct? Yes. And then from there, you're already now having that entire acquisition channel by creating a solution for them. You're going to the creator and saying, hey, I've already taken this course. So you're not just blasting everyone. You're actually taking yes. the course. You understand their problem. They under You understand what they need. And then you're offering that solution as a SaaS platform for that course creator. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> if you're looking at how to stand out, how to understand that pain point, think about what Mike just did. Are you yep. taking the time to reverse? That's that's a beautiful strategy. You can um, do it with like not necessarily with course creator. You can do it with post like podcast uh, hosts, for example. Anyone that has an audience, you can do this. Um, I did it for like I have two SaaS in this that that I built doing this. One it's called um, Dialflow, and I built I built it for um, you know with, with Ryan Cole, which is the ex-founder. Uh, it's, it's the founder now now retired of um, Fomo.com, and he has a course on on, on micro acquisition. So like like micro private equity right now is hot, and so he did that course back in the day. And I'm I'm a huge fan of, of Ryan now. Now he's also my business partner on Dialflow, but. Um, I was a huge fan of him before, and so I bought the course with my own money and everything, and I liked it. And 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 then you know uh, we did the outflow. I actually proposed the outflow to Ryan, and uh, and we did it together. And um, and so that's um, that's the first the first uh, one that I did. If you want to go there, it's theoutflow.micropositions.com. Uh, you said it was um oh. The outflow, mm -hmm. That's that's one that I did uh, using this. So it's based on a course which uh, is actually at microfacetions.com about uh, how to buy small businesses. And what the outflow does is uh, we get all the data from the marketplaces like Flippa, Micro, uh, Flippa. Um, now I, I, I forget. Yeah, IndieMaker, uh, Empire Flippers, and, and, and others. And we list everything in in one view, so you can go there and see. You know, I want to acquire. A uh, business that has, you know, that does a thousand dollars in MRI. You can put a thousand in there, and you have all the businesses, and 
we crawl them every day. And so yeah, it's it's pretty pretty nice. And the other business that I do that I did this with is um, is actually uh, a, a niche, uh, but it's called Fastlane. Um, you can see that one on, on the site as well. Um, the URL is fastlane.co. Uh, yeah, it's the, the last mm -hmm. one. And it's uh, basically a tax lien and tax deed research software. And uh, yeah, it's in the niche of tax liens. If you don't know, I'll, I'll try to explain it, um, but it's again, it's in the real estate niche. Uh, basically, when in the US, if you don't pay your taxes, um, you know, that the local county government puts puts a lien on your on your property and then there are these investors that um, you know basically try to acquire the lien uh, for an interest right because usually you don't I don't know you don't pay the tax on garbage for example they put a lien on you and then th then you remember to you know to pay but now you have to pay what what you should have paid plus an interest and so you, you as an investor can take that lien and just wait for the, you know, the property owner to pay. If if the property owner doesn't pay, then uh, you know you can attack the property and do all the stuff. So that's the niche. Um, and yeah, this was actually a, a course that was done in Italian from um, uh, a Dutch guy, uh, Italian Dutch guy, um, Emmanuel. And uh, yeah, I took it, and then I did this task with with them. And um, basically, what we do is because the counties, like each county, has a different website, which are very like 1.0 would be a compliment. Like they are very very yeah. old. <laughs> and so, like we we collect data from from those sites in order to have in you know all the data in one centralized place. And so our investors can go there and um, and, and you know and, and monitor their, their investments, but also research new properties that have liens on, liens on them. That is, uh, first of all, uh, being in the U.S. and hearing about this, this is such a pro problem. <laughs> um, my yes. wife used to be in real estate. I used to work for a real estate company back in the day. Um, what you're saying, it's a very niche problem, yes. but it's so big. This is so big. <laughs> it, it, yeah. For for companies like this, this is such a good idea, um, and it's a really, it's just a hot pain point for that industry. This is so interesting. How specific and how deep you went into solving this right here. Um, yeah, I think I think like the more niche you go, the the better uh, generally. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Mike. Real quick. People are pouring in right here from all different channels. Hold on, let's just do this real quick. Uh, Alexander, thank you so much for being here. Keisha, again, thank you so much for all the great comments. Kevin, I see you over there. C uh, CT, um, all the people on Twitch now coming in. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, remember, if you're just coming in and you're wondering what is going on, <laughs> remember, uh, we have Mike. Uh, here and what he's doing he is showing you all of the different SaaS companies that he's running by himself and he's bootstrapping so if you're looking at all of these different ones that we're previewing these are all the different SaaS platforms Mike is running and with transparency I just dropped in the chat again if you're looking at brain at this site right here this is showing you with transparent numbers 
what he's doing every month annually, and it's showing the tasks that he's doing to run all of these software platforms. So when you're thinking about how can I create something that someone loves, how I, can I become a full-time creator, Mike is giving you the recipe and breaking down exactly what he do, did. So think about what you could be doing, what you're thinking about to have a solution for your audience and what you can be doing. Alexander is saying, amazing. So many things are right here. Keisha is saying, by the way, Mike, did you do this design as well too, or did you outsource the design of all these things? No, I, I do everything. I, I don't use frameworks, um, although I use a CSS framework called Bulma. Uh, Bulma.io is the site. I'll drop in the chat. Um, Thank you. Bulma.io. And um, it's in the private chat that I dropped it. Got it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, no worries. That, that's pretty much the only framework that I use. Um, and uh, yeah, I love it uh, just because I'm not uh, a good designer. Uh, but in terms of like code frameworks, like PHP framework, like Laravel or any other thing like that, I, I don't. I hate them because uh, um, you, like you end up taking a lot of things that you don't need. Um, and so instead I just like to code, code myself and just bring what I need to the table. Yeah. Oh, one last thing too, um, Mike, because there's a couple questions in here asking um, for, and I said I would bring this up and I would love to hear your perspective on this. Um, yep. And I would like, it, it, I can go first or you can go first. Someone was asking, um, Kevin was asking, is this done with no code? I mentioned in the comments, no, this is done with code. Yes. But you, you said this at the beginning. Um, there were so many things that you can learn by coding if you decide to do it or not. Um, the things that you're showing, a lot of these things to get started to understand about getting the right marketing, uh, having that integration, having that marketing, you can still do this with no-code platforms to an extent. Yeah. Um, but think about what Mike is saying. He's giving you the special sauce how he's thinking about marketing, which is <laughs> the biggest part to see if this is right. a solution. I, I, think, I, think, I think you can do a lot of stuff with no code, so like I don't hate it. Um, but you know, still, if you like, if you, even if you end up using no code, I don't, I don't care really. But I'm just saying, if you do learn to code, even if you don't end up doing code, uh, you know, in your career at all, it still helps you in a big way. Like I, I would 100% learn to code, you know, uh, and just doing, you know, just the basics, you know, understanding, you know, a four cycle, you know, whatever it is, and you know, de declaring variables, whatever it is, it uh, amplifies your your horizon, I think. Uh, so that's why I, you know, I, I think, and, and also, come on, you, in your career, I think you will end up working with a developer, so you don't want them to, you know, to, 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 I, I do things or stuff like that, like, you need, you need to understand, uh, yep. you don't want to be their fool, basically, and, I, um, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, so that's, that's why I would do, but no code is, is, is cool, I mean, I, I do have a course where I teach scraping, and um, and yeah, a lot of it is, is doing uh, a lot is done with with that, but also I try to teach with no code as well. Uh, you know, using um, you know Luminati collectors or Zapier uh, stuff. So you can do stuff like I, I 
the the the, the first thing is this i i don't like i'm very wary of people who tell who tells you like um you know this is the way that's the only one way no it's like you know life is a thousand ways you, you can have it like you want like so like you can do whatever you want basically that's what i'm saying my my view is like i'm i'm here saying what i say because you know i'm here and i i bring my point of view but it's it's not the truth like you, you can have it like you want yeah no um i i love that and you know what I, what i would like to say too mike there's two things i really liked about that because that's true even if you're working on a no code project if you're going to need to upgrade or do something with code, you want to actually have the critical thinking to be able to talk to the de developer. And so you yeah. guys can be on the same page. So even if you understand the concept or understand what's going on with database, um, understanding APIs, or even in that low code or any structure into talking to a developer, it's still beneficial for you. I love how you were saying that way yeah. the de developer can't tell you something and you're like, ah, don't know. All right. Yeah, go ahead and do that. <laughs> I think it's 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 great. Actually Ryan, Ryan Cool has a course called um, How to Talk to Developers or something like that. And and cool. it's not, not affiliated with me in many ways. But I actually bought two copies uh, just the other day and gifted it to to basically uh, one one people uh, that uh, helps helps with uh, Fastlink and my assistant. And um, I just gift them that that course because, like, I want you to be able to speak with me, you know. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so so there's that. Um, the the other thing maybe you can show the the latest one that is not even listed uh, on yeah. my site. It's called uh, podda.io. Uh, Could I'll you put that in the private private yeah, chat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I just, oh, and then uh, we have um. One person in the chat wanted to talk about uh, Grouply later, but we got you. We'll go to yours first. Yeah, but first, uh, yeah, uh, I, I dropped it in the chat. In the chat. Thank it's, you. Uh, a um, just a thing that I built, uh, I think yesterday in like five mm. hours. Um, and uh, yeah, my process is very like I take an idea, I build build it, and then in the next week. I usually launch it, and then if I if the idea doesn't make money, then I drop it. <laughs> Simple. And um, yeah, so so Poda is basically allowing you to search podcasts by guest. It's very beta. I just got it yesterday, so bear with me. <laughs> oh you, wow! You you can search like um, any people that you want in there in person, and it will show you where they appeared as a guest. Um, and then, yeah, my, my plan with this, I can actually... Did you do this just by scraping? Yeah, yeah, I, I do scraping. I scrape everything, so <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's my thing, yeah. So um, basically, uh, the idea with this, like, I, I did this idea because I, I actually found it in uh, Kernel. Do you know Kernel? Mm -mm, no. Kernel.al. Uh, in fact, like product hunt for ideas. Kind I of love it. It's the tagline. And yeah, I found this, this idea about creating um, a SaaS that would allow you to search podcasts by guest because 
Sometimes you find the. Uh, I have seen this. Sorry, I remember the logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you know the feeling. You you are listening to a, to a podcast and you like the guest, but yeah. you you want to to listen more of the guest, but you don't know where to search because uh, in the podcast players, if you type the like, it's impossible to search by podcast. So yeah, um, that by episode. Uh, so like it's difficult, and so I built this. And uh, my plan with it is like basically my plan to money, my, my path to money is long term with SEO. So, uh, you know, being there for, um, uh, you know, long tail keywords uh, for guest appearances uh, by, uh, you know, from, from minor personalities. Uh, obviously, if you do Sean Puri podcast, for example, it would be uh, difficult to, to rank there. But minor guests like me or like you, uh, you know, if we put micro mini podcast, maybe I would I would like to be there. Uh, so that's the, the the first thing. Then the other thing is pretty much creating profiles for the top 20,000 Twitter profiles. There. Mm -hmm. um, so that's the other thing. I rank for those, and um, and then launch it on like afternoons. And, Product Hunt later, because uh, now I want to do something with Product Hunt when I want to actually own it for a day. <laughs> mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like, if you know, like all the sites where you have like listings, like Product Hunt or even like Google, um, they operate like with a um, a space perspective. So like, the more space you take the best for you like you can take um, uh, you, you, you take more space so you have more eyeballs in a way right so mm -hmm. like because I built 10 things uh, and that, that I didn't launch on, on product down I would like to launch them all in the same day so I can take all the spots that's the <laughs> that's the the idea I don't know if it's feasible like it would be pretty much difficult but uh, I will try that's awesome that's yeah. awesome. That's you know what I at first when I first saw this I was like oh man, the what made me think of that I was thinking about Matchmaker, dot FM, yeah. but I was like you know what it has different nuances, which I'm like I would use this more than Matchmaker because Matchmaker I'm always like I'm getting hit up I'm on doing all this stuff but I'm like you know what I actually I this is a very nuanced. I like the progression what you were saying because a lot of times I am always asking about this. I'm like, because I'm just, I, I just, I don't want to, I don't think I'm lazy, but I feel like I just don't know how to find all those things or how to track it down. I think, um, I think Matchmaker or other like, uh, I don't know, Podchaser or other, they actually, yeah. like, I have two ways to monetize this. One is not working right now, um, but basically, my initial idea was. Searching is free, so you can search anything free. Uh, and then subscribing, like uh, subscribing to guests is paid. So like if you want to subscribe to Sahil, uh, when, when Sahil mm -hmm. appears on new podcast, um, then you can subscribe to the updates and you will receive an email alert when Sahil is on a new podcast as a guest. Uh, and that is paid, is $9 a month. That is not working. I didn't like. I just soft launched it, so it's not really a test. But uh, the way that I see it, like from experience, I can tell that it is not working. 
So the other thing I think that would potentially bring this to market is um, selling data to the hosts. So like services like Matchmaker or Podchaser or any any other thing should you know use my data. So it's selling the data to them because I obviously have a lot of data on guests and uh, and all that. And then also the like the other thing I wanted to do is was a um, like a host, no, sorry, a guest uh, feed. So like you could subscribe, even if you don't have a podcast, for example, let's say I don't have, I have, but let's say I don't have a podcast. You you could make a podcast out of your guest appearances, right? So it's just that, it's just a feed with all the appearances. And then finally, if it doesn't work, I might just make it free and use it for lead generation because that's the other big realization that I had by looking at Brain, the other platform that you should, because it looks at the, at the, the business with uh, like a bigger picture. And uh, I realized that I can reach almost 15,000 people and even like having a free sign-up is a good thing because it's a contact that then you can monetize, for example, via newsletter, via you know running ads on the newsletter, uh, things like that. Um, and so I might make pod free and use it for regeneration for another podcast project that I have in mind. Because I think the problem with podcasts is that like you subscribe to a lot of them and you can lose touch with, with episodes and stuff. So I want to find a way to sum summarize them. Uh, it's very difficult technically because I don't think the technology is there yet. Um, but basically I, I was experimenting with uh, experimenting in my brain <laughs> with basically uh, wait, uh, how do you say, waiting uh, entities and also GPT-3 to summarize podcasts. And um, yeah, so basically distill podcasts, that, that's the other idea broadly. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically how, how, how I work basically. Well, first of all, I'd just like to say, Mike, thank you very much as you're talking this out. I think this is crucial as you're just musing and talking about this, this is great for the chat. It's great for me to hear it because yep. you're explaining your process. This this is gold. <laughs> this uh, this is gold right here. So thank you very much for for this process and in okay. talking about. And I, you're showing us a new project, so you're talking about your critical thinking to get to here. Um, what yep. I would like to say uh, because we have some questions, but also to keep in mind, chat. Do you notice what Mike is doing? He's not just talking about it. He's executing and trying these things out. So yeah. re remember, take action. Mike is a great example. <laughs> you, you see his, his body of work. Take action, test. And just like at the beginning, if you came in late, he was talking about uh, making sure that you're um, limiting how much you're taking in and just go out and start building and doing. Um, really, yes. really good points. Um, Mike, you got you got some questions. People are saying this is phenomenal. This is wonderful. Um, we have a few questions. Um, number one, CT is talking about, I assume that you have to deal with APIs. So the first question is, um, what is the best place to learn about APIs from scratch? What are your suggestions, Mike? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, API is, just means, you know, making a, uh, get or a post call to, to a site so it's very very easy to do 
um, you can actually do a call, even no code, like with the mm -hmm. tools like Zapier or things like that. So it's very easy. Um, so I don't know where you should start. It's like, you know, core, CRL. Uh, you just make a call and that's it. I'm not using yeah. a, a lot of APIs because that's basically, if an, if an API is public, I assume that's what my competitor use, um, or my, con my mm. competitor have access to, or my even like my future competitor can access. Um, so I, I really like to scrape uh, and collect data like that, because that's, you know, you, you put your own spin out of something, basically. And so that's more, pro uh, how do you say, pro proprietary in a way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I like that. Or otherwise, I like to use uh, not public, pri private APIs. And you do that by reverse engineering apps and things like that. That's awesome. Um, there's a couple things. Um, and, and Mike, thank you very much. First of all, I'm going to be dropping in the chat. If you're looking to get his course, we're going to be dropping this in the chat right now. I'm going to be buying it later today. So I, I suggest everyone get this. Uh, for, for me personally, I struggled with how to use APIs and I didn't know like what that even meant. Uh, exactly what Mike was just saying. It's a call. It's If you use Google, you have called, you have done um, that. Uh, so there is a section of what an API is, and then also how to use it, either if you're using a no-code um, platform, and then also there is a breakdown how to use it in Tegramat and uh, Zapier, all of those things. Zapier, uh, I'm gonna drop that in the chat as well, and I'm gonna drop Mike's course right now in the chat as well uh, to look into scraping and everything like that. Thank, thank you, Doc. Oh, of course, of course, not a problem. No, no, it's, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see this course. This is, uh, this is yeah, good stuff. Yeah, let me know what you think, uh, you know, uh, I'm always here. And the beauty of the course, obviously, I, in, in, in pure bootstrapping fashion, I sold it before I made it, right? So, like, mm -hmm. I pre-pre-sold it. And then, um, now it's, uh, it has a lot of videos, and stuff. And, and the, the thing about it is that I'm always adding new lessons. Uh, from the feedback that I that I receive uh, from the students, uh, which I think is important, even like in in, in SaaS uh, or anything that you do is important to have feedback because like you want good feedback loops. And so, for example, for the course, obviously we have a chat, we have the email. I send a personalized email to everyone that buys. Um, but also in in the SaaS, for example, I have uh, I, I always have a, a, a way for people, for users to leave me a, what I call micro feedback. So usually at the end of a, you know, let's say a table, uh, usually in the bottom left, there is a, um, a question. And the question is, are these insights helpful? Because I sell insights, basically I sell data. Uh, and then there is a yes or no. And if you type no, it goes to a feedback form which you can leave feedback um, even anonymous, anonymously because I'd like you know, to prompt people to give me feedback because that's uh, what I value. Uh, but also, if you if you click yes, then you go to the testimonial page. Uh, so yeah, that's how you collect feedback. And generally, you can 
act on feedback even if you don't have users, even if you don't have a product, by collecting microdata. Um, I have a good blog post on that if you want. Um, if you go rubini.link slash microdata. Uh, I will drop the link in the chat, sorry. Cool, thank you, thank you. Um, and uh, it's a cool blog post, it's more in detail, but basically the idea is that um, you know your target market leaves clues uh, around the internet. So even if you don't have the product yet, um, you can collect these clues and learn a lot about your target market and um, uh, infer product insights and marketing insights. Uh, so, for example, in, in the blog post, I go through the extent of, example of Trendly, how I built it using microdata. And one thing that I did is collecting all of this microdata from like competitor launches. So I would go on, you know, product, uh, I would go on comments, uh, you know, below ads, Facebook ads. I would go to uh, forums and collect, literally collect this in a swipe file. And then I would see like, patterns so for example all these people would say you know this is cool as a newsletter but I would like a tool um, and then even like it can help you psycho psychologically because uh, for example one person was saying uh, is there a pro version of this and this was you know a competitor uh, where I can manage my keywords etc and you know instantly seeing that they say pro means that they value a tool uh, more than a newsletter more than like uh, my competitors with Trendly are mostly newsletter communities, not not SaaS tools. Mm -hmm. uh, so like I, I instantly know that. Then you have pricing information. People saying, "Hey, thirty nine a month is uh, is a lot. I don't want to to spend as much to, for tracking trends." So you know that you know your foot in the door offer it can't be thirty nine dollars. It might be lower than that. Um, but also marketing trends because I think like eighty percent. Of the words that you see on Trendly are not mine, are from the target market. So, like, you just copy uh, with, with that, and also helps with because, like, I'm not, like, I'm, I, I, I like to think that I'm fluent with English, but I'm not, uh, English is not my primary, primary language, Italian is. So, like, it helps with that too, because you can just use the, the words of, of people that are English speaking. Um, and then with marketing angles, like, I, w I read this comment, for example, about how if you are Amazon, uh, obviously you know the trends of everybody because you have data of everybody. Um, but if you are a, like a small business, e-commerce business, you don't know because it just you know has to do with luck, etc. So I did this marketing angle which I called David versus Goliath, and basically I said you know Trendly is your your uh, your sling, right? Is your it's basically David and and Amazon is Goliath. And so yeah, you, you come up with all kinds of ideas, connecting microdata, and uh, and you can do so even if you don't have the product built yet. I love it. I love it. This is this is so insightful, chat. I'm just letting you know this is gold. If if you're looking at for something, you're looking at a professional that is doing this constantly in so many different genres and so many different niches. Take the time, maybe if you can't listen to this whole thing because it's close to an hour, take the time to review back and then start thinking about how you can do this. I love this so, so, so much. Thank you so much, Mike. Um, a few Bye. things <laughs> in the chat. They said, don't forget, Alexander, I did not forget about you. You are here and you are heard. Alexander wants to know about, could you talk a little bit about 
uh, grouply. Uh, yes. Talk about uh, how you and Alexander, if you have a very specific question about it, please let us know in the chat. But could you talk about how this came about? Maybe Mike and you know. Yes. We'll yes, so Grouply is born out of my own need, um, and basically, you know, I have a lot of SaaS, so like I also market them on Facebook groups because I like, as I said, things that don't do not scale. Um, and the problem was like when you go on Facebook groups and you post something, it is often perceived as uh, you know self-promotional spam, basically. It's an issue, right? Uh, whereas if you go and comment on an, ex an existing conversation and you add value and then you link to your stuff, then it's perceived as, you know, value. Um, so I thought to myself uh, that I w would like to create some something that would monitor Facebook groups for relevant conversation that I could join. And yeah, so I did that. Basically, Grouply um, tracks keywords on Facebook groups. You can monitor private and open groups and um, Basically, you, you come out, you say the keywords and the groups that you want to monitor, and we set it up for you. And, um, and then you receive an email notification or a Slack notification whenever there's a relevant conversation for you to join. Uh, obviously, it's uh, like, useful for, um, for two use cases mainly. One is uh, reputation management, so it's used by brands like... Um, you know, Snap, Snap AV or even like uh, SEMrush, which you might know, uh, to monitor mm -hmm. their reputation online in, in Facebook groups. Um, but also the other use case is lead generation. So it's used by, for example, roofers or, uh, you know, all the local mom and pop, you know, um, businesses that can track uh, leads. So. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, Alexander is saying in the chat um, from from the numbers from Brain, it looks like is Grouply the most. Those are where most of your users are for for your um, SaaS platforms, or I don't know. That's terms, what he's saying. I haven't looked at the numbers. What in, terms of, in terms of users, uh, mm -hmm. Grouply is only it's like the least number of users because it's uh, it's it's paid fifty. Uh, uh, five hundred dollars or more per month. We have uh, mm. so it's actually the least number of users and the maximum ROI, which I don't think is is by like it's it's on purpose. Um, yeah, so the, right now is the the project that is making the most, but um, you know I, I think the other are are um, as good as well. Yeah. Um, the thing is, I am most I'm very risk averse, so so like uh, I try to do projects, I, I, like I try to do different things. So I, I have the SaaS, I have the consulting business, I have the course, which in itself is very risk averse. But also um, in in the SaaS space, I have SaaS that, for example, have um, you know cost nine to fifty dollars. I have SaaS that are free. SaaS that are nine to fifty dollars in price point, and SaaS like Grouply that uh, are five hundred dollars or more per month. And the reason with that is that uh, it's it's like dilution of risk, like dilution of risk. So it's like uh, basically all uh, all about being risk averse, mm -hmm. uh, which means like the usually the SaaS with the lower ticket will have more users, uh, but 
you know each user will be less revenue and mm -hmm. uh, the the i ticket will be the, vice versa right? it will be the contrary um and uh, the thing that is that if you lose a customer with uh, you know a business where it is low ticket you don't lose much revenue uh and instead if, if you lose a customer with an i ticket SaaS, you lose a lot of revenue uh but again it's all about being risk averse because uh, uh basically it's difficult for me to die from you know month to month basically in june i know that even if i don't work on my businesses which is never the case but let's say i'm in hospital or something let me do this um yeah. uh, you know uh, revenue would be maybe a little lower or or, or the same basically yeah, that that's really true. It makes a lot of sense. Um, so there, there's a couple things. Um, we have a couple other follow-up questions. By the way, thank you so much for your time. We're going to be wrapping up. And remember, uh, you know this. This is good. Thank you. <laughs> um, get your comments in now. By the way, there's a couple things too. Um, if you have more questions and it's like, hey, I'm I can't stay. Remember, that's why we have the Discord link down below because if you have questions, you can always ask in the Discord group. We're always answering questions, so make sure you have that. And when you, it gives you all the updates when we go live too to make sure that you get to know when all the speakers are. It has all those things. Make sure that's going to be in the Discord. It's down below uh, as well. Uh, just a few more questions, Mike. Uh, the questions regarding um, ba -ba -ba -ba. okay, trigger beats. If you want to know how much uh, generating per month, remember there's going to be a link down below where you can actually see all of Mike's um, all the things that he has right there. So if you look at it right here, it will break down uh, per per SaaS down there so you can check all that um alexander has another question he was talking about um uh they are talking about was it hard to deal with uh was it hard to deal with payment systems handling monthly charges i find it scary and have avoided learning uh much about stripe and paypal apis um that was the no, question it's, it's not uh, like stripe is uh, paypal is a nightmare stripe is is very easy to implement like they have apis so they also have like self-hosted um not self-hosted but hosted um tools uh, that i use that make my life easier um so they have for example lately they've been uh, issuing a customer portal that you can basically link to um and then the customer can like add a card remove a card unsubscribe subscribe to another package uh, whatever it's it's very easy um in terms of like monthly payments per se um no i i think it's it's very cool like i sometimes i i'd like to 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 you know to to, to get uh the yearly option uh for my SaaS, but i don't do it because i wanted to keep it honest and i think SaaS is a very honest business um because like if you keep providing value people stay with you if you don't people usually cancel and they can do that month to month um, so I don't do generally don't do contracts. I don't do yearly. I, don't, I even don't offer the yearly package, and I just offer the month to month for that exact reason. Uh, probably leaving some some money to the table, but uh, you know that's that's what I like. like I, I like to have an honest business. I love it. I love it. I love it. Really good questions, and uh, 
Excellent answers, Mike. Really. Yeah, the thing is, like, with plus paralysis, I said, like, it's uh, it's a double-edged sword because um, a lot of people try to copy you. Like, I had someone trying to copy Grouply, for example, recently. Um, and the thing, like, copying Grouply per se is not as as um, as a big thing because, like, it's difficult. I know that your product, like, won't work. That's also why, like, mine is... Maybe the only one the worst, um, mm-hmm. because you need to have a lot of like experience, uh, and and keeping up with Facebook changes is is very tough. Um, but yeah, the the thing that uh, up, uh, that I was upset about was um, that the, this person uh, made basically a comparison page, like you would do like Grouply versus their thing, and mm-hmm. the comparison page was all about me as a person, which is oh my like, god. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was like uh, Mike is, uh, you know, is the only developer in this business. You, you why would you would you go to a business that only has one developer? It it, it has no service le- level agreements, and then um, I'm sure he's not fast enough to support you and things like that. Crazy. And obviously, like uh, they ended up dead in like a month, because <laughs> yeah, because you know that's how it goes. But um, yeah, it, I was upset about that because um, yeah, you don't. It's still annoying. Think, yeah, it's like you don't take up anyone personally. Like you can say things about business, okay, but not about me. Come on. And and, yeah. and by the way, it's not true. Like I'm very fast. Like you should, you you have to be fast when you have a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Oh man, that and this is good insights, guys. This is really good insights. What you're going to be facing. This is good. This is good. Um, oh, also yeah, to the, the, sorry to interrupt, but I think the the most difficult part is the people. Like I, I'm not good with people. That's why also why I don't I don't have a team. Um, recently, I hired a personal assistant uh, because uh, like I'm I'm very biased with with people. Um, so like my reasoning was. Um, basically hiring a personal assistant so I could be basically a super version of myself and, and, and do even more, which I don't think is the right path, but I'm going to experiment because historically what I did is, well, I, I delegate a lot to machines. And so historically, uh, like even before I did the SaaS, I had uh, two marketing agencies. And historically, I did um, one-on-one delegation. So it was like, this. it sounds bad, but it's like, uh, treating humans like machines that's what it was so it would like take one job like open the browser at this address and, and give it to one person so I, that was one one and uh, it was easier for me to like track all the different processes and stuff like that but mm-hmm. um, I don't know what the future looks like in terms of that but uh, for sure like the people uh, you know, it's the most difficult part of, of the job, I think. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Um, no, this is this has been excellent. I think there's just so much. I, I really do appreciate you, Mike, showing uh, insight, the transparency, everything, <laughs> everything. Um, as we're finishing up, where could the good people find you? Should they go to your blog? Should they find you on Twitter? Where would you like people to follow up with you or tr- track what you're doing? Yeah, if you if you want to follow me on Twitter, and I'm at uh, Microbini, I'm pretty active there. Uh, so you 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 will 
you know, basically get uh, all of my stuff, uh, all my projects and shit like that. Awesome. Okay, I, I got you right here. We're gonna put yep. it in the chat. We do this, this in the chat. Put this in a couple places. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Twitch, thank you so much. Oh, what last question that I was thinking about? Okay, so you're doing this, and you're a musician. What has yep. that done for your, um, for your freedom and what you're able to do now with, um, with your more free time with music are you being able to pick the projects that you like more what does that now allow you to do with your music aspirations yeah so i was actually um yeah so i was yeah first of all i i, I got into this space i didn't want like uh, in the first place because, because basically my history is like i play music since i was four I graduated at the conservatory here in Italy at 18, and then I got a scholarship to go study jazz in the U.S. Uh, at the New School for Jazz and Contemporary Music in New York, which was a dream for me. Like at that point, I was dreaming, you know, because I, I I just like jazz so much, and um, yeah, it's basically all, like music is all my life. And then I got there, and then I I saw how basically great musicians were, were playing for a literally a pizza and uh, the, like the, the teaching like the, the school system is basically an industry that also you know tries to make money on you and all of that and so I, I told myself I need to do something and then I started with the agencies that I had um, so I didn't want to do this uh, and I'm doing this just to basically protect my art in a way <laughs> so what allows, allows me to do is just doing the things that I want, you know, play less of the gigs that I don't like. Uh, so I was also a, um, for example, I don't do weddings, for example, because I don't like that. Uh, I was a um, school teacher, uh, like, um, I don't know how, how it is in the US, but here when you, like, have a school teaching sub jobs are pretty much set, like it's for life, and it's paid by the government, so it's like a secure state job, and um, yeah, I, I resigned from that. I was actually, I got in the first year, and I uh, took a um, sabbatical, uh, mm. not not not, um, not paid sabbatical, not, not paid sabbatical, and then the following year I resigned, so I, I didn't do the job ever, but it just, look, like, a lot of it is like, um, you know, uh, compromising on, on your music, which I don't, I don't really like, because I've been, you know, studying and, and doing it since a long, for you know, for the longest time, and uh, I wouldn't want to, to compromise on it because it make, make, makes you sad, like that you need to go to at least for me, that you need to go to um, a school and you know say to the kids, hey, don't punch the other kid in the face, or and it's everything. Uh, everything uh, but music basically that you do and then the other thing is a lot of people are I don't know the word in English but it's like you clearly don't want to do this but you you make it feel okay and then they say oh no school is my life or even when you clearly because like if you go to any musician say like would you like to play for life and do the gigs uh, and do a concert and uh, 
I don't know, the Carnegie Hall or something, or do, you know, school teaching. I guess that a very low percentage would, would say, you know, I would like to go teach, you know. Yeah. So, like, it's uh, a little bit, uh, I, I, I don't know, hypocrisy, I, I don't know. Um, but, I yeah, got you. yeah, so that's, that's the feeling there. It's like, for me, uh, especially, like, I, I see a lot of kids, like, a lot of teenagers that are 18 years school finished about, um, uh, sorry, about, yeah, 18 years old, uh, that they all go to do the same thing. Like, they either go to, like, medical school or they go to, like, law school. And I'm like, you know, it's okay. Like, if that's what you want to do, okay. But if you don't know what you want and you want to do the other thing that doesn't pay well, why, why you are not doing it? For me, everyone should do the thing that he or she wants to do, like that he or she likes, whatever. Like, um, so for me, it was music, and I did that. I I risked I risked it. Um, you sometimes you don't know how to make uh, you know you can make, earn a living from doing that, but you find ways, you know. Um, so yeah, I appreciate that. I I don't appreciate people who don't uh, risk basically. Now, Mike, I think this is a great story. So many people can relate to this. They're going to draw inspiration from what you're doing. I really, I, I, this is, this has been an awesome episode. And by the way, Alexander, thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah. Super chat. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you for everyone from watching. This has been great. Uh, if you like this type of material, remember, follow Mike, check out everything he's doing. We already dropped the links down below for his courses. Again, Thank you for your time. Mike, don't go anywhere, but, but everyone else, we're going we're gonna to be signing off. And again, thank you so much, and uh, see you guys next time. Thank you, Doc, for having me. Thank you, everybody.